What's up? This is Amy Shark, and you're checking me out on Wooler Sound. And I ask you because I want to know, not because I'm psycho, just because I care a lot. come on, help me up one more time. Come on, give me that nice, strong, steady heart. After years of knockbacks, I've finally tracked down my white unicorn, or I should say my white shark, Amy Shark, joining us now for a chat. Welcome to Wall of Sound. Hello, Brownie Brown. How are you? Uh, not too shabby. How are you? You know, life's pretty bloody good right now, if, if, you know, all accounts of what we're seeing online and everything. It is good, yeah. It's nice to sort of be busy again and put some new music out. So, yeah, it's been busy, but I don't, yeah, like you said, I don't really want to complain about um, being busy. So, yeah, it's good. Exactly. Embrace what's happening, especially with 2020, like, stalling and ruining almost anything and everything out there. But from there, you've had some incredible opportunities this year, uh, obviously putting out the release of your very first single. You've now teamed up with Travis Barker. I mean, like, what else can possibly 2020 throw at you that's this bad? <laughs> it sounds pretty good when you say it like that. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess it's just, you know, um, really early on in the year, we all just had to make peace with the fact that whatever we had planned this year, like every artist kind of just had to sit down and, and reassess everything, which, you know, it's a bit of a kick in the guts at the, at the start. But then I think, you know, when everyone noticed how sick the world was in so many different ways, it, it, it was kind of okay to to do that and um, I got the chance to really sort of zone in on this next album and I didn't really have that time up my sleeve for Love Monster so it was, you know in a way it was good to just have you know the pressure off to, to have release dates and all that stuff that was just out the window so yeah I could really sit with it and, and make it everything that I wanted it to be so yeah it's not all that bad. And look, you get to dwell on what's happening in your life and, and, and plan things accordingly. I mean, we haven't heard about this new album announcement or anything along the lines of that, but so far the promo for it is just going insane. Everybody Rise is such a fantastic song. Come on with Travis Barker, like hones in on that very old school elements that you had when you first started your career. Now, not a lot of people might remember this, but back in the day, way back in the day, before the dorsal fin popped up <laughs> on your back and you took on the pseudonym uh, Shark, you were putting songs on YouTube uh, covering Blink-182, Angels and Airways, Boxcar Racer, and now you get to live out this uh, teenage dream of, of collaborating with these artists. Like, what's that like in your head to go, fuck, you know, this is happening right now? It's so funny because it's like, it's just trying to, you know, keep it together. But also I go through stages where I'm like, you know, I'm in work mode and I'm like, okay, cool. So we've got that vision of Travis and we've got this and we've got that and okay, cool. But then I'll have a moment and my moment, like the biggest moment for me was when I saw the video back once it was cut together. And I was like, I have Travis Barker (laughs) in a music video with me. And I think it's probably one of my favorite videos I've ever, music videos I've ever done because it's just, I don't know, it just looks so epic. Everything about it is so sick and I still just, I watch it and I'm like, I I can't believe it. Like, I can't actually believe this is happening and Travis knows my name and so does Mark (laughs) and so does Tom. It's like, you know, you go through so many years going to their shows and I mean, you were in many a mosh pit with me just adoring these punks because they helped us through so many weird times of our life, like as struggling teens trying to work it all out and, you know, it's, seeing these people and and working with them and and having them, you know, kind of be my friend now is so bizarre. But you just have to work out 
how it works for you. And, and I just, um, I've just had to really work hard at finding that balance now. And look, you've got the balance perfectly at this point in time. Like you're putting out a song with them every so often. Your song with uh, Mark Hopper's Psycho went platinum. This new one with Bark is out right now. Uh, obviously, you know, to complete the Blink trifecta, is there a song with Tom on the way or are you going to feature on Angels and Airwaves' new album? <laughs> oh, so many questions. Um, <laughs> So many questions with not many answers that I can really deliver. Um, you know, obviously, um, I don't want to play favourites, but Tom's voice and his, um, you know, his lyrics and his music has just um, really soundtracked some very heavy moments for me. So, you know, nothing is in concrete just yet, but just know that that's, you know, it, it, I guess it looks like that's what I want to do. So Yeah, live that dream, Amy. Like, we're cheering you on behind the scenes going like, fuck, she's doing it. She's actually getting there and this is all happening. It's such a surreal experience. And talking about your, your influence or the influence um, Tom DeLonge has on you, like listening to your last album, the, the song You Think I Think I Sound Like God. Let me go outside It sounds to me... And, and listening back to the song and the lyrical content, like it was a B-side for an Angels and Airwaves song, was that in any way, shape or form inspired by Tom or where did the idea behind that song come from? Um, yeah, I mean, like all the earlier stuff, I mean, even stuff now, like I borrow so many punk melodies and put them into, I guess, pop um, pop production and my kind of vibe, but it's that's how I learnt. Like that's how I became addicted is to listening to Blink songs and and the way sort of Tom wrote on Boxcar is like his care factor was zero. It's like you just write what you feel and write the story how it went down and not be scared and not feel to yourself. And you know every now and then who gives a fuck if there's no chorus or who cares as long as the emotions there and you're you're getting out what you need from the song. And that's at the end of the day that that's why I started pure therapy you know and like Tom I know for a fact obviously went through some rough times growing up and and that's what I used it for as well like I you know just used it to get through really crazy you know times um, whether it was through family or relationships or you know just growing up Um, yeah so everything that I write is inspired by those artists like Tom it's just just having the balls to write the way you want to write and not really care about anything else than, than making cool music and um, I think if you've got the right ingredients like if you're doing it for the right reasons I feel like your music just ends up being cool like you don't have to try and make it cool it's just like it's so raw and authentic you should never have to try and make your music like good or cool like it should just if you've got all the right stuff in there it should just be you know, it should just be awesome. Exactly. And then the people listening to it have that emotional connection. Like, it's a it's a strange and wonderful thing that I listened to your last album, Love Monster, when I was in a, a past relationship. And a lot of the songs on there related to that, you know, relationship, that relationship ended. You two singles you put out so far, like, are now reminding me of this next relationship. It's kind of like you're stalking me on Twitter and, like, writing songs <laughs> about my personal life. It's the Truman Show. It's like the, the brownie show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I mean, that's what it's for. It's for, like, I mean, that's what I loved about songs when I was growing up is I felt like this person knows who I am because they're writing these songs that I'm connecting with. So it's cool that I'm doing that now. Well, look, I wanted to do this interview for so long to explain to the alternative heavy music scene that, you know, you've been ingrained in this scene for so long. Like, you grew up with uh, the likes of uh, Linkin Park, Limp Bizkit, Korn, New Metal, going to those shows, and obviously, you know, the Blink Factor and all of that. Will we ever see you return to, like, a pop-punk kind of sound? 
Hmm. I mean, I'm never going to say no. I, I, I guess secretly deep down, I'm waiting for like some band to say, hey, do you want to like do a record with us and like sing on it? Like, I don't think it would be, I don't think it'd be Amy Shark, but I think, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I'd dabble, like, you know, dip my feet into some other project with with another band or whatever. I, I think deep down, what I really love to do is I'd love to work and, and maybe executive producer a band, you know, like a punk band. And um, I think that would be a lot of fun. So we will see. Well, hook up with Skyway from the Gold Coast as well. I mean, we're all connected because we're all from the Gold Coast. We all went to Southport High. So, you know, just bring it all in and bring it part of the family again. Yeah, yeah. There's so many cool bands that are around at the moment. Like, and Shane, um, my partner's just started a management company called Ragemore. So he's like looking around and, and we've got some exciting sort of artists, I guess, that he's looking at and I'm just excited to be involved in the in the songwriting process and the and the album creation for just up and coming artists and bands. I think it's gonna be really fun. And that's good for anyone who doubts Shane, he's back due since day one. So you know he's obviously credible in some way, shape or form. <laughs> Very credible, yeah. Alright, so what's happening next? Obviously the album announcement is still to come. No tours as of yet, just enjoying a bit of a wind down for twenty twenty you could say? Yeah, I mean it's been a big like month I guess. Uh, for me and, and having Travis involved has just really taken it to another level so I've tried to deliver as much as I possibly can before the year is out because I, I honestly did have all these big hopes and dreams for 2020 <laughs> that I had to kind of swallow but that's fine and you know obviously my fans know that I have much more to deliver and they, they know it's not too much longer but I'm just making sure everything's tight and everything's good and, and waiting for the world to kind of feel a bit better before I really start um, putting it on you guys. <laughs> Going hard again, yeah, and, you know, jumping on the tour support for that Angels and Airwaves tour that's uh, rumoured to be happening next year or the year after. I know. How great does that sound? I know. All right, Amy Shark, it's been a long time coming to try and get you down and, and get you onto this uh, little old website called Wall of Sound. I'm stoked it finally happened. We're going to wrap it up with one more question here. Obviously, you know, nostalgia and bringing things back is obviously a big thing going on right now. So will we ever see you try and rekindle the idea of the Lady Macbeth shoe that you pitched to Tom DeLonge and Macbeth <laughs> all the way back in the day? Oh, who knows? Anything's possible. I mean, that could be that could be a real game changer. I don't know. Maybe that's where the money is. Like, <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I still stand by my idea, and I still think it's a very strong uh, shoe idea. That that could that yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Look, rebrands, relaunches, and Amy Shark just continuing to dominate around the world. Amy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Browning. And well done to you, too. It's such a great sort of thing you've built here with Wall of Sound, so I'm stoked for you. Well done. Wall of Sound.